0: Sean from the last podcast and in collaboration with several colleagues around the galaxy, proudly brings you insightful and intriguing discussion on Disney Plus's The Mandalorian. Welcome to We Have Spoken. Have spoken, everyone, and welcome to chapter five, The Gunslinger. I am your host Sean, and we are happy to have you in the cantina where the Mandalorian just disintegrated someone for using his line. I've reached out to the best renegades I know in the galaxy, and we are proud to bring you the legend of the Mandalorian. If you're new to the podcast or you need a reminder, you can support the podcast or donations using PayPal. Donate one dollar and get an exclusive last podcast sticker. Support the show so we can pay our bar tab. Head on over to MRCTechLLC.com backslash become a fan for more information. If you like game streams, come on out and join me as I play through a series of games on Twitch, YouTube, Facebook, and Mixer. Join the chat and follow the channels. We still play Jedi Fallen Order on Grand Jedi Master. We're 20 hours in. We're 46 deaths over three days in from Anaheim, California. So come on out Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday evening, 9 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time for all the fun gameplay action. On today's podcast, we speak to Mike Matteo Laurian first about the gunslinger, and he introduces a new segment called "That's My Line," where he poses a question to our listeners and to Damien and myself, and we have a healthy debate. About it. We continue our top three moments and talk about the future of the Mandalorian. Damien then comes in on his encrypted transmission, responds to Mike's debatable question, and gives his top moments of this episode. All this and more as you listen in to We Have Spoken.
1: Yeah. Good.
0: Chapter 5 of The Mandalorian debuted, and we are back with Mike Matteo Lorian. And from what I hear, Chapter 5 is not a fan favorite across the board, Mike, so it's called The Gunslinger. What did you think of the title?
1: I love the title.
0: I love the title as well.
1: Um, My issues were with this one focused primarily on nostalgia.
0: Absolutely. Agree.
1: And... We we've talked about this before, where I want I want the Mandalorian to kind of be on its own and not have to go back to like those little Easter eggs that everybody looks for. And this one, there were not not even Easter eggs where you are like, oh, did you notice that? Mm-hmm. It was just full on old like things from the past yeah. that
2: I feel like this episode just yeah. threw at Yeah.
0: Now I think this episode was directed by Dave Filoni. And Dave Filoni is like the stepchild to George Lucas, who has taken over the creative rights for the animated series. So, gotcha. this really just had Dave Filoni's paint all over it, which is not a bad thing. Like, for me, watching this episode, you know, I was like, eyes were big, mouth was agape, just watching, like, oh my God, these are like shot for shot the same scenes. From A New Hope. And I think that was intentional. Yeah. Literally to have shot for shot from A New Hope just to show, you know, subtle differences. But, you know, nothing's really changed in most
1: Yeah.
0: And, that, and that's there's None something of... to be cool. There's like something cool about that for sure. Uh, again, I've only watched it once. We're recording on 12-8 a few days later. I'm just back from California. A lot yep. of things has happened in my brain since watching the episode. Uh, I've read a little bit. I don't. I skim through Twitter, and when I see star, I just keep going. I don't even. I don't even look at anything Star Wars related. But overall, I thought it was a good episode in terms of pacing.
1: Pacing uh, oh, the yeah. action. Yeah. The dialogue. Everything was great. Every everything about that was great. I was. I was just upset with the. The throwing it in your throwing old school Star Wars in your face just for the sake of throwing it. Yeah, in
0: your face. I, that that would be a big uh, question mark for me. Is like, they didn't have to go to Tatooine. You know, that was a shoehorned in detail. Could have been any other world. Uh, yeah, they could have. It could have been a desert planet, right? It could have dropped into any spaceport and did. Although I did really enjoy the mechanic. I thought she was. Oh, was she great. was great. I love the droids. Uh, I love the whole. I had,
1: I had a little. My one note, I I don't know, I guess in my mind of trying to make uh, sense of it to myself, I wrote homeless turtle droids.
0: Homeless turtle (laughs) droids, yes. Um, I'm calling them repair (laughs) droids or the boop droids because you boop them on the nose to um, Jar Jar Binks boops one in episode one and causes havoc in uh, Watto's junkyard sort of store. So that's kind of, and I don't know if there's any other mention of them in any movie. So it was cool. It's a nice callback yeah. uh, to that uh, little era, and there's actually one in Galaxy's Edge kind of hanging around. So that was pretty cool. Um, did you boop him? I did not boop him. He was behind a cage. I was trying to touch everything, and they wouldn't let me. So <laughs> we got Tatooine. We have, you know, Mandel, you know, well, the first off, we have a space battle out of nowhere, which is awesome. Yeah. Right, so that was pretty cool. Uh, graphic. Does
1: that classic like puts the brakes on, goes past? Oh my over.
0: god! You know what it reminded me of on a GameCube's Rogue Squadron. Uh, yeah. not the first game, you went through the trench run, and Vader and the Ties are chasing you. And I would, I would just throw the brakes on. They'd fly right by you, and then I had all the time in the world to throw the proton torpedo. Like I don't need, I don't need the Force. This is just logic. The ship's yeah. going faster than you. so I enjoyed that. He was getting lit up though a little bit. He's just so yeah. calm, cool, and collected in the cockpit. Like, like nothing's concerning him.
1: Well, you don't know. You don't see his face. You but don't think, that see is... his expressions. Well,
0: just like he's not in a hurry to maneuver out of the way. He's sort of just, like, flipping buttons and clicking things yeah. and, like, re- rerouting power and, and whatever. But, obviously, he gets damaged. Uh, I'll tell you right now, I hated the episode when the bounty hunter used the line of warm and cold. I was like, okay. This is getting little cheesy. And then he blew him Agreed. up. And, and then he blew him up and said, That's my line. And I went, I'm in. I'm back in. This is good.
1: <laughs> but see, when he first said I could bring you in warm or I could bring you in cold, the first thought I went to was Is that like a thing that right. gets sex? Yeah.
0: I was like, "Ah, oh, this is I thought that was a Mandalorian thing. I thought that was cool. And then it wasn't. And then I was like, all right, he kinda and was yeah, yeah. And then it was immediately again another Great line from The Mandalorian. Um, but more or less, we meet this gunslinger. I forget his name. Uh, it's
1: it's A- Toro, I believe.
0: Yeah, not important in my opinion. Uh, yeah. He sort of... You know, who he, yeah.
1: you know what it reminded me of? Go. Like the, You get this young gunslinger who wants to come. He needs this job to get into the guild. It reminded me so much of uh, Shawshank when the the younger inmate comes mm-hmm. and the older guys take him in. And I thought it was going in that direction just for this episode.
0: Yeah, like a little mentoring episode yeah. sort of thing. Yeah, that would have been that would have been cool. I mean it was sort of sort of ish uh mentoring. Mm-hmm. It was also convenient that he was like the only human in the bar. By the way, you know people are screaming on Twitter that there's not enough alien representation in the show. But, <laughs> like that's a real thing that's happening and <laughs> I guess that's okay or, or whatever, but I mean, it could have been a Rodian as the gunslinger. It could have been really anything else, but. The CGI like,
1: world is not represented. Right, properly. yeah. This, the, this, the things
0: that don't actually exist aren't well represented in this world, but, you know, it is what it is. Um, droid Lives Matter, as they would say in solo. Oh, there
1: you have the, the lizard rat on a spit. Yeah,
0: right. Yeah, exactly. This is a. PETA is all over it. So, that's just one thing. Um, yeah, I thought his character was interesting, but not really interesting. I love that he was sitting just like Han Solo. Again, nostalgia, but just just yeah. a callback. I thought that was cool. Um, I love the speeder bikes. Speeder bikes oh, are cool, speed, man. The
1: speeder bike scene was great. Just watching them. The I, little, I love the music with the speeder bikes, too, over the sand.
0: Music was great. Uh, the little wobbles that the speeder bike would have when they weren't moving. And they would touch them yes. and they would sort of wobble. I was trying to figure out how they were how how they were doing that, like green screen, blue screen wise with a little tire. Uh I think the awkwardness of the speeder, by the way, the speeder bike is nostalgia back to Return of the Jedi. You know, they're yes. basically the same speeder bike. But oh, like yeah. it's so awkward the way they're holding them because their hands are like holding a tricycle.
2: Yes. It don't it
0: doesn't look right. Like there's no way it that's natural right or or nice, but hey, it worked for them. Uh they're going after Fennec. She's cool. Uh, I think she's the first Ming-Na Wen, Mulan, uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yes. Uh, played a lot of crucial roles in that show. And she's the first Asian-American woman in a Star Wars flick, live action. I think that's the official. That's pretty cool. Which is cool, and, it's, and that's good. And Christopher Sean is the first Asian-American male, Star Wars Resistance main character so again that rep- actually back to that actual representation that's yeah. a good thing uh for the asian americans and i think she's just a badass uh here fighting style i mean basically if you, uh, if, if you watched agents like of shield her. yeah if you watched agents of shield it's the same character she's basically mm-hmm. an assassin that can do you know lots of moves she really didn't need to train for this because she's already been doing it for eight seasons.
1: Yeah. Um, And I love the whole, I I just wrote down sniper question mark. Sniper. It was, she was
0: just
1: from a distance, just like right in the middle of the armor. And it was great. And that whole scene with the, the flash charges too, as they're going into her, going after her with the flash charges. Really cool. Mess up with her, uh, her, her, tech helmet. Yeah. And oh, I want more panic.
0: I agree with you. I'm a little uh sad that she met an end question mark. Um yes. I don't again someone responded to me. I'm like, "Well, we don't really know she's dead." And I got a response with she's dead. And I'm like, "Okay, well that's not a discussion, but <laughs> you know, until <laughs> until it's confirmed, it's not." And then he kind of made a good point. He said if the Mandalorian didn't bring her She's probably dead, and I'm like, uh, I mean, that's that's fair argument. He, I mean, he probably would know, but at the same time, why would you? Is this just going to be a story, like a show of one offs? Because so far, yeah, that's what it's, it's there's been. There's
1: So many characters that I want to see more of. Is this a one off show? I wanted to see more of Cara Dune. I wanted to see more of Omera. Yeah, I want to see more Fennec.
0: Is the Mandalorian just the mass singer? Like, like. <laughs> Are we just getting these celebrities coming in, popping in for an episode, like putting all this time and effort in and we're only getting them for 20 minutes, maybe eight minutes? Yeah. You know, her screen time really wasn't that great, but she was also built up. Like she goes through the whole presser for eight yes. minutes of screen time. It's so confusing. Like, and that's where the negatives sort of come in with this episode is I hope there's a payoff. Like I hope there's healing, there's, there's you know, IG-11 comes back, coward, dude, there yeah. has to be a payoff with this.
1: There, there has to be, there has to, it has to be something where, like, even with Grief, like, Grief, we got two great episodes out of him, he's gone. The Client, yeah. Yeah. two great yeah. episodes out of him, That's another good, he's e- gone.
0: Good examples, yeah, we're just, obviously the focus is the Mandalorian, but, yeah, uh, yeah. speaking back to Grief and the Client, we have, we haven't had a, outside of the Bounty Hunter, at the beginning of Chapter 5, and the end of Chapter 4, we haven't really revisited the original arc. We don't really know what's going on outside of them running. That's about Yeah. It. So uh then
1: yeah, we have three episodes left.
0: Yeah, is the sto- is the show stuck right now? We'll save right that for now, Yeah, yeah, we'll save that for questions at the end, but that's just something
1: yeah. I throw out to you. Is the show stuck in its own is, story? <laughs> in my mind, my my whole thought is like where do they go? Yeah. Where it's yeah. just like if it's just going to be a show about the Mandalorian and baby Yoda constantly escaping yeah. some sort of bounty hunter, getting them like, I don't want to see that. I want some that like there hasn't been an overarching plot yeah, that except for them
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: on the run, because he decided that uh, the Yoda species baby was uh, special enough to save and yeah. broke the number one rule in the guild.
0: Yeah, and obviously the Yoda species is not that special if the gunslinger didn't even recognize the species at all. Zero clue. No idea what it was. Although saw it virtually at the beginning of the episode. Yes. Right, and didn't learn about it until Fennec revealed the insider information. So Mm
1: -hmm.
0: must not be that much of a big deal to not know, you know, even the mechanic... Again, no names. First time watch. IMDb would be helpful, but she just—I
1: I was not all over yeah. IMDb.
0: This she time. treated, yeah, she treated the as a baby. That's all. Yeah, just as a baby. There was no no big was, deal there. Yeah. So I like the double cross. I like uh, the shootout at the end. That was all great. You know, in terms yeah. of storyline for what it was. If we're taking nostalgia out of it, we're taking the overall storyline. This is a solid episode. Oh, one hundred percent. For what we got, uh, I love how he dipped the or the flipped the credits into her hand, and like she's never seen that much money in her life. Like, <laughs> will this cover it? And she's like, yeah, 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 yeah. I think so. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. He he did that on uh, Sorgen too with the waitress, and they looked very they look very similar. Yeah, no, like, the waitress and Sorgen and the mechanic they look very similar. And He's just like flipping money at them, and yeah. like I got this. We're yeah. good.
0: Exactly. So. Overall, I'm okay with the episode, but I have questions about the season now. That's where uh, I'm at. What about you?
1: Yeah, I I with 3 episodes left, I'm really wondering where they're going. Mm-hmm. Like what is what is the end game with this? Yeah. I because there's still so many characters that were introduced yeah. that were they were before introduced to this, before the show even came out, as, as pretty crucial characters sure. that we haven't seen again.
0: Right, right, right. Yeah, and yeah. And then
1: there's other characters who are also important who haven't even been introduced.
0: I know. Where is Juan Carlos Esposito? Where is Moff Gideon? When does he show up? So much. So many questions. Did he? <laughs> Did, so, so, I don't know. <laughs> Did he what? Did he
1: Did he show up?
0: Is this a tease for season two?
1: No, this was a tease for the end of the episode. The oh, maybe. The oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I don't know. I don't know. Any... I mean, people were... They... <laughs> Again, somehow I'm skimming through Twitter, but I'm also gleaning that they're like, what if it was Boba Fett? And it's like, probably not, because then it takes away from the Mandalorian, because they yeah. just reintroduced Boba Fett. That's probably a bad choice. Yes. Unless the show was tanking or they were getting bad feedback during uh, screenings, you know, like early screenings and stuff. So, all right.
1: It's like <laughs> reintroducing Boba Fett would be like the WWE bringing back The Rock just to, like, talk in the middle of the ring. And everybody's gonna be like, yeah, The Rock's back. Yeah. Because our ratings are terrible. Right. That's the only way they do that. Yeah,
0: that's, a, that's a, actually a really good comparison. All right. Choose your adventure. Do you want to do your new segment that you're bringing onto the show, or would you like to do top three? Let's
1: do top three first. Okay,
0: we're going to do top three favorite moments from Chapter 5, The Gunslinger. My number three, repair droids. Love them. They're just cute as a button. (laughs) Cute as a button. What's your number three?
1: Uh, My number three will have to be... um, Excuse me, I, I have been feeling terrible this week.
0: Well, you look great.
1: <laughs> Thank you. Uh, my number three, there's always a cantina. No matter where, what <laughs> yeah. planet port he goes to, always ends up in a cantina.
0: Love it. Love it. The cantina scene is so cool, and that is my number two. For myself, uh, just a cool environment. Again, comparing and contrasting how it's empty. There's no one there. It's not as busy as it once was. So, like, what happened between all that time? You know, the the original mm-hmm. bartender's not there. It's run by droids now. Uh, you know, it's really cool. And uh, you can check out my other podcast for my full review of Oga's Cantina from Galaxy's <laughs> Edge. Um, what's your number two?
1: Um, Number two? The scene with the Tusken Raiders and the sign language. Son of a gun, I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> I totally forgot about that. Why can he speak to them?
0: What can't the Mandalorian do? We're going to need your binoculars. Why? Just give them to me. But they're new. Yes. And he goes, I know. <laughs> I forgot about the Tusken ring. I like it. He says, you can tell them yourself, and they're just there. How did they get there? This is awesome. <laughs> that is so funny. Oh, my God. I forgot about that. I can't. I can't change my list now. I can't modify it. Uh, my number one was just that that's my line because that actually saved the episode for me. Uh another classic. That's that's my line. That's my yeah. That's my line. As he blows him up the smithereen. So that was just a, a cool moment for me. And there were so many cool moments. That's just the top three that I had in my head as I was writing down some notes. And your number mm-hmm. one.
1: Uh, the double cross. The double where, cross. Love it. Where Fennec was just you know, cuffed has all threw all of her cards on the table oh. about oh he has this client he has Oof. this client that is more valuable than me mm. and we work together and then he's just like nope now i have that information and then number one i'm gonna bring them both in
0: number one rule in smuggling and bounty hunting shoot first that's just yes. what it is. You know, make sure you survive. That's a good one. And the only reason I didn't put it in a moment for me was because I don't want Fennec to be dead. So that's the only reason. Yes. I, I I just hoped it was like a, a wound in the leg or something like that. Like, But no, that was yeah. like right in the gut. Like, she's probably dead. She's probably good, dead. There's a good chance she's dead. All right. So we're going to introduce a new segment uh, that Mr. Mike has coined. And we're going to call it...
1: That's my line.
0: Okay, that's my line. So what do you got, Mike? <laughs>
1: So I I randomly started thinking, I was like, I want to ask a question that starts debates, not just between us, but between listeners, Damien, whoever. Cool. That tie into the Mandalorian, but may also not tie into the Mandalorian. Okay. All right. So in a battle, who you got? Baby Yoda? Oh, no baby Groot
0: in a battle
1: in a fight in a whatever fight to the death who you got baby yoda or baby Groot
0: i'm writing this down so i can tell damien baby yoda or baby Groot Ooh, what a tough question at uh, the stage so yeah
1: let, let me let me specify <clears throat> at Obviously, Guardians of the Galaxy 2 phase Mm -hmm. for Baby Groot Mm -hmm. and Baby Yoda right now. Not knowing that he has the Force, but also passes out immediately. Yeah. And we don't know much more about what he can do.
0: Yeah, I think Baby Groot beats the hell out of him, to be honest with you. I just think aggressively Baby Groot is tiny, but he's, he's more advanced in thought process. Like, I think Baby Yoda is an actual baby. Like, it's an infant. This mm-hmm. thing will die if not taken care of. You know, the mechanic takes care of him, feeds him. Took her a while to get him to go to sleep. Baby Groot's all over that. He's going he's gonna to get him with, with some kind of weapon created from Rocket Raccoon. Now, maybe in Desperate Times, Baby Yoda will manifest itself and maybe fly through space like Leia did. We don't know. Desperate Times calls for desperate measures. We'll see. Who do you have? You
1: did see what Baby Yoda did to the uh the what was that monster? The the mudhorn. The, the, mud the horn. rhino. Yeah, the
0: mud horn. The I mud like horn. Pull that right out of the back pocket. Yeah. Yeah, uh I mean, definitely capable, but then why didn't he do anything when he was captured by the gunslinger? Isn't that a more crucial point? You know, like so. I just, you know, well, when does it happen? You know, was that just a random occurrence? You know, so can he? He well, obviously right now he, at
1: this point, Baby Yoda knows that if he uses his powers, he's going to be knocked out for a day or two.
0: That is fair. Does he? Yeah. Does he have a concept of that? And if that's the case, he better end Baby Groot because if he doesn't, then Baby Groot's got like six days to take care of him.
1: Yeah. So the other thing with, with Baby Groot, if Baby Yoda were to destroy Baby Groot, remember, if it's anywhere near soil, Baby Groot's coming back.
0: Well, no one's ever really gone when it comes to the Force, right? True. <laughs> so we got, that's a lively debate. We'll, we'll see what <laughs> Damien has to say when he checks in. And actually, this is a good segue to more questions and predictions, and I have three. We sort of talked about it earlier. What is happening in our main story? Nothing right now. We've got no information. We have, I have no way to predict where they're going. There's no clues. He's just going from port to port as of right now. So my guess is they're going to visit another world we're sort of familiar with, and something's going to go down again. That's sort of this tired formula they're sort of yes. using. Uh, the second question, again, we sort of covered it, is Fennec really dead, like really dead? I think she is. You know, why would someone... If she is actually dead, why wouldn't the Mandalorian turn her in for money? If there was a bounty out for her.
1: Because the guild is after the Mandalorian.
0: Well, Why would the Mandalorian
1: go back to the guild? Sure. So he was doing this for the gunslinger. He would get the money and just get out. Then yeah. the gunslinger would get into the guild. Yeah.
0: No, no, you're right. You're right. Um, and I'm sure he could have find another person to take. Well, yeah, because the gunslinger didn't. It was sort of the perfect scenario, right? Because it seems like yeah. the guild knows. Everybody but the gunslinger knew what the Mandalorian has done in some way. So this is sort yes. of a perfect storm uh, uh, for the Mandalorian to skulk on by. And then, of course, who is the person at the end? You mentioned. I think it's Malf Gideon. You think it's Moff Gideon. Yeah. Um, I'm going to be honest with you. I sort of stopped paying attention and didn't see it at the end <laughs> and only sort of heard about it. So I've got no answer for you right now. Do you have any final thoughts for Chapter 5, The Gunslinger? A
1: couple of random little um, tidbits that I noticed. Okay. Um, number one. I still don't like Baby Yoda making actual baby sounds.
0: Okay, Baby Yoda and baby sounds, still no. Negative.
1: So there was also another reprise, like the the um bring you in, warm uh, bring you in, cold mm-hmm, reprise. Mm-hmm. The mechanic calls the Mandalorian a womp rat. <laughs>
0: That's right, I do. I, <laughs> I do remember that. That was good. That was good. I liked her a lot.
1: Yeah, she was great. Um... Toro reminded me of Justin Long.
0: I agree. (laughs) I agree. I agree so much. Actually, a mix of Justin Long and Jake Gyllenhaal. Like, that's kind of...
1: With like a splash of... uh, What's that guy's name from Workaholics? Adam... Adam Devine.
0: Okay. Yeah, he was like... uh, He didn't quite fit the role, because he wasn't grizzled. But I guess that makes sense because, you know, he was sort of a youngish, up up-and-coming bounty hunter. Um, I still don't know how I feel about him, but I do like that he's dead. I know that I I don't... I'm a fan of it. I don't need any more of that character for sure. Um, Any predictions for Chapter 6?
1: And I love and hate that there's... Like, when you usually watch a weekly episode, like game of thrones there was always that on next week's episode yeah there are no trailers released for any of the episodes until like the morning of when it is released so it's leaving you especially with this storyline yeah it's leaving you with no clue to make any oh yeah you're right except for wild shots in the dark to see what sticks
0: Coming next on the Mandalorian, It's just credits and it ends. That's it. Yeah, we got. You're totally right. Actually, I prefer it because I don't really, you know, I don't want to glean any information from the show until I see it, man.
1: I I agree with that, but the show needs to leave you with something that you can speculate. Like, I can't speculate anything.
0: Yeah, the only episode. The only episode we could have speculated was after chapter one where he meets baby yoda Mm -hmm. and then maybe after i mean not and then really chapter two but it was really the same question after chapter one yeah and then chapter three ends and they escape and we're like okay i guess where are they gonna go that was the only question and then they go to a random planet four they go to another random planet five and we're back to the same question what do they do now
1: I hope it's not a planet that you would recognize from any other Is
0: movie. the Mandalorian getting stale?
1: The action and the the characters in the action and though those stories on each planet mm-hmm. are very interesting. Mm-hmm. But I don't want it to to become like this. Like you go to Hawaii and you're island hopping on your honeymoon. Right. right. And just going from planet to planet and just doing new things. Yeah. I need, like, I need Kara to come back. I need IGL. I need, I need them to come back.
0: I totally agree with you. And we'll see what happens. And again, we're kind of flying through December right now. We're, 11 days away from the rise of Skywalker, which means we're just going to have more stuff to watch in the near future.
1: Yep, and I think, so 11 days, I think I'm going to start watching a movie a night. Yeah. Starting tomorrow.
0: Yep, I'm going to be right there with you, uh, getting all caught up, starting with episode one and, you know, moving on down the line. That's kind of the way I do it. And I'm even going to throw in the other ones, too, as well. I don't think I'll throw in
1: Solo, but I think I'll throw in Rogue One. There you go.
0: Very good. Very good. (laughs) All right, Mr. Mike. Well, thank you. That was nice. I like that that's my line. I'm going to pass that right along to uh, (laughs) Damien. And when I post uh, the episode for the preview, I'll put your question in the comments so we can see what we see. Uh, But it's been a pleasure talking to you once again. Thank you so much. Always a pleasure. All right, my friend. We're going to move on to the next segment. Uh, Stand by. From Mr. Damien, and as we always say as we end the segment with someone, we have spoken. We have spoken. Will
1: that cover me. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna cover you.
0: We're back in our second segment. Mr. Damien Dupree lived vicariously through me while I was at Galaxy's Edge in Anaheim. How are you, Damien?
2: Fantastic, man. I mean, not as good as you. You look uh, and sound very refreshed after your trip from Batu. So
0: it's seven o'clock right now for me. Just remember <laughs> that. Yeah, I'm, I'm on seven o'clock time. I have nothing but energy right now. Although uh, getting up at two thirty, wet, I don't even Pacific time, is so weird. And the time travel I went through today, I felt like I was in the. I felt like I was in Lost. Like I didn't know that somebody was turning the wheel in the frozen cavern for me today, and it's all wild, but we're here to talk gunslinger. We just heard Mike and Matteo Lorian talk about it. And um, he has issues, and I think you've probably have read about issues about this episode and how it's got some kinks to work out. So before, you know, everybody's heard my thoughts, tell me your overall thoughts, and I'll fill in the gaps from there for the gunslinger.
2: So, uh, the gunslinger, AKA Carson Wentz, as he <laughs> professed himself to be before he got drafted to the Eagles and make, if they better make the playoffs. Okay. Enough oh about boy. that. Oh um, boy. Gunslinger. So, yeah, I mean, uh, it was definitely the most fan service episode of the Mandalorian that we've got so far. I mean, you know, we go most of the series so far, not knowing any of the names of the mm-hmm. planets. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, seeing little hints here and there of things. But, you know, we go right into it. It's like, oh, moss Eisley. You're like, oh, mm. I know where that is. Mm. And then you're like, Tatooine. Okay, cool. The cantina. Mm. And then he's walking around and you see um Toro was the younger guy yep. trying to get into the guild he's interacting with, sitting in Han's seat Ugh. in the cantina. And I'm like, I don't like this guy already. But um, <laughs> That's not your seat, you know, bro. It, it was, uh and then, you know, I, I couldn't, pinpoint who the lady was at first that was working at the docking bay. Mm-hmm. And I realized, Oh, Amy Sedaris. I'm like, that's kind of cool. Like she's, you know, she's kind of just pops up random places. I'm like, all right, Cat whatever. Um, yeah. backs Tuscan Raiders. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you had, you know, the speeder bikes. Um, but for me, I just thought like, I, while I liked all of that stuff and seeing all that stuff and seeing how Tatooine's been since the last time we did see it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I was still just kind of like a little let down because it didn't really move the story along. It was just kind of another stop. Here we are. Another person finds out about the child, another person in the guild, um, another tracker. And then they, they hop out and they're onto the next planet. So for me, it was like, all right, we have eight episodes. We have three more left. Like, how are they going to wrap yeah. this up or how are they going to, you yeah. know, either cliffhanger or whatever. But for me, I enjoyed the episode for the little callbacks and things like that to the trilogy. Um, but for me, I just didn't like it that much because it didn't move the story along for me.
0: Yeah. And, uh, congratulations. You're on the same page as Mike and I today. Uh, we only watched it one time. I watched it while in California, seven 30 in the morning. And I also was given a presentation that night. So my focus wasn't all there. I didn't even know something happened at the end. I sort of turned away and then mm-hmm. sort of caught it. I was like, Oh, was that something? And, uh, I totally agree with you. I loved well, we got the opening space scene, which I thought was really cool. Great graphics in terms of what it's doing. The Mandalorian, cool, calm, cool, and collected. Making sure his systems are working just fine. He never seems to be in a hurry in the cockpit. He seems always in control, which is nice. Uh, I almost dumped this episode as bad when the other bounty hunter used the same line as the Mandalorian, as I stated before. Mm-hmm. And then it, and then he said, that's my line. And I loved it. Right right back, I was like, yes. Okay. Whew. That was a close one. I almost was out three minutes into the show. So that was kind of my thoughts there uh, for that. But I agree. I kind of like in Dave Filoni directed this episode. Right. Mm -hmm. Which means that I believe every shot that he did with Tatooine was intentional. And he wanted to actually recreate shot for shot everything we saw in New Hope. But it was different. He wanted to show progress in a way that we've never seen before because we don't really revisit the same sort of things. So, like, I think we're going to Boo in Rise of Skywalker. I think we're having a best of in Rise of Skywalker. We're going to see some stuff, you know, and get back to it. And, like, for the Mandalorian, this was a nice callback to Tatooine. You know, it was, just, it was cool. You know, it's a, it's a central point in our main arc of a storyline. Uh, but, man, that cantina, there's nobody in it. Nope. Nothing. You know,
2: yeah, uh, I I don't even think I recalled seeing a human bartender. It, no, it was all robots. Um, like it was all the
0: like the thing is that same droid in the oh, the sand crawler talking to C three PO and R two D two like the rude one. You yeah. know, with the with the jaw like the thin jaw that's like you know, you're you're a little rude for an astromech. You know, put a put a restraining bolt on him. So yeah, same same. You know, so that's fine. Uh. Toro is fine. I don't care that he's dead. Overall, uh, the fact that he didn't know about Baby Yoda kind of tells me either he has no idea what's going on or he's not paying attention. Because obviously, Fennec knew. Mm -hmm. You know, she's out there kind of figuring that out. Speaking of Fennec, what'd you think of her character and what they decided to do with her?
2: Uh, I would have liked to have seen more. Yeah. I, I, I thought, so at first when you see her, um, with the helmet on, I'm like, wait a second. Like, you know, we were talking about how, um, you know, he leaves behind everybody in the last episode and I'm like, that's, that's the woman he was, you know, that was smitten for him. Like they almost looked alike, but it was also, you know, um, she was wearing the helmet and then she takes it off. Uh, I kind of like the whole, like, Western aspect of that with the standoff and wait till nightfall and you get first shift and then he's taking a nap and, you know, Toro's (laughs) kind of, like, dancing around there. like You're done? Pretending (laughs) like he's going to shoot him. He's like, you're done? (laughs) I forgot about that part, too. (laughs) Oh, my
0: God. I got to write that down. I totally forgot about that. I love that part.
2: And it was, uh, I I liked her character. And I do think, like, you know, she, so if she knows and we just met her, like, the reach is got to yeah. be across the galaxy. That yeah. you know he has the child, and yeah. and we kind of are seeing that every week. Yeah, um, but we're not really seeing like who's behind it, which I think you know we might get a teaser of right. at the end.
0: Yeah, uh, that just kind of goes back to the problem you have with it. Is well, problem we have with it is that we don't really know what's going on with the main storyline. Yeah. We don't even. I I brought up this question to Mike. I'll bring it right up to you. Is the is the Mandalorian getting stale?
2: No, I don't think so. I, I think it's, I think they're building towards something. Yeah. I trust them. Uh, I trust, I trust John Favreau, Dave Filoni. Like those guys are very good storytellers. Yeah. I think they know what they're doing. I think that they went into this knowing that there would probably be a second season okay. and that this won't be like a conclusion wrap up and a season one, happy ending, then beginning of season two, totally new conflict. Yeah. I think that they knew that and they're trying to draw it out, but, um, you know, the other thing too is it, there could be a really big end game where we, you know, at, at the end of episode eight or towards episode eight, we start seeing like, oh, well, that moment from okay. chapter five or mm-hmm. chapter three. That's fair. So, you know, I, I trust them. It's not getting stale for me. And I think the reason why it's not getting stale too is because I have something to look forward to once a week. Yeah. If it was something I binge straight through, mm-hmm. I think watching it back to back to back would have got real boring just because it's like, okay, well, when's he going to get off the planet? When's he going to do something different? When's yeah. he going to you know, do this and that. But um no, it's not stale for me. I, I think I'm still enjoying it. I didn't enjoy this episode as much, but, you know, we have three left. So yeah. I think that they're going to probably start pushing down on the gas pedal a little bit more.
0: Yeah, I agree with you. I think on a normal serial show, there's something that's a chain link that's connecting us to the next episode. And the last time, honestly, that that happened where we were left with a little bit of a cliff was chapter one.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And then, really, chapter one bleeds into chapter two, doesn't count, because we had the same question at the end of chapter two. Right. Chapter three was progress, mm-hmm. but now we've just been hopping, and it's been hopping yeah. for three episodes, technically. End of, you know, what one, two, three. And outside of this mysterious person approaching Fennec, which doesn't make sense, because she's dead, what's the—how wh- does that help us, like, learn what's happening It doesn't, you know, I don't, unless you have insider information that I don't, is it Moff Gideon, but why would he be there, you know, isn't he too important to go out to Tatooine, you know, to visit this dead, this supposed dead, I think she's not dead, but that's, you know, dead until I'm told otherwise, not dead until I'm told otherwise when it comes to this show, although, you know, she did get hit in the gut, so I don't know, uh, Mike loved the uh, the Tuscan Raiders scene. What'd you think about that with the the sign language?
2: I I thought that was awesome. Um, and also it was kind of a little callback to A New Hope, where, you know, they just pop up out of nowhere, at like you're looking at them from a distance. Cracking me up. And it's just like, oh, there they are, and then you turn around, boom, like you're right there. Saying, you're like, tell oh them, my god.
0: Tell them yourself.
2: <laughs> so right yes. And I, I just I love the banter back and forth, and then they, mm-hmm. you know, he's like, give me your binoculars, boom. Yeah. And he's like, "Well, wait, what?" <laughs> yeah, yeah, like you know, he barter[s] with them. But I like that the Mando can speak all those lines; like oh, he's well versed.
0: Yeah, that was that was so, really good. It's just another, again, another lovely layer of the Mandalorian that we get. Um, you know, for his you know his character arc. If I have to say, not stale. His yes. character is continues to evolve. Every single episode, something new is happening with him, and uh, kind of excited to see what's going down. What do you think of the mechanic?
2: uh i mean it's amy sedaris mm-hmm. like her um very quirky she's always on like weird kind of like yeah offbeat comedy shows um but i was kind of i was surprised to see her I, I like that was just kind of an out of left field casting yeah. for me um i didn't know that she had much of a relationship with dave filoni mm-hmm. or uh john favreau but i was like all right you know she's not bad and at first I was like oh well, she's going to be corrupt and evil and then she ended up being this really sweet lady who was looking after she was a babysitter Baby Yoda, babysitter you
0: know they, so they they wrote in a babysitter this episode <laughs> and that's just let's just call it what it is I didn't I don't know who Amy Sedaris is I don't, maybe I don't watch enough TV so I didn't recognize her I just thought she was a quirky character but I liked her character and I know that the force moves in mysterious ways and I know that she was a good character you know yeah. right from the start and I love the droids I love the whole atmosphere of it uh, how are you going to pay for this? Oh, I'll pay you. Yeah, I've heard that before. You know, you know, she's just, again, surviving Tatooine. That's just what mm-hmm. she's doing. So I enjoyed her character. We'll probably never see her again, but no. that's fine, you know, because that's an okay one-off. Cara Dune, not an okay one-off. She was in all the promotional material. You can't just stop what she's doing, you know. Fennec, promotional material, what are we doing? You know, so I'm just trying to put all the pieces together. Um, IG-11. IG, same thing. IG-11, for sure, for sure. Um, yeah, so we have just, you know, Fennec dies. There's a double cross. Did you like the double cross?
2: Um, I mean, I could kind of see it coming because there was just, like, I mean, you know, Toro is, you know, he's there, and it's, like, there's something off about him. Yeah. And he's, like, you know, giddy, and, oh, man, this will get me into the guild, like you can keep all the money and it's just like, all right. Like he's just too anxious to get into the guild. And then like him sitting in Han's seat, like the way Han was sitting, like legs kicked up. I'm like
0: forced "Mm a little for, yeah, a little, little cocky, a little forced action. And I didn't know if he just uh didn't know anything or if he was playing a long game, which I think he just took an opportunity and went with it, I guess. But like I said, he won't be missed. Um, Would you like to go through your top three moments? Did you get a chance to kind of, uh, write some ideas down cool
2: Um, so for me top three so three being um, you know bottom for number one being my favorite so uh, three for me was just Tatooine in general Cool. just going through the streets going to the cantina seeing uh, you know the stormtrooper helmets on Mm -hmm. spikes Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. just like how much it's changed since the events of Return of the Jedi and you know we're a couple years removed from that so just kind of going back to that world because that was where it all started. Yeah. Um, so I liked that a lot. Um, my second was the Tuscan Raider scene. Nice. Um, just the banter back and forth, and you know the pop-up like scare that um, you know they did back in the New Hope too, and it was. But this exchange was a lot more funny. Yeah. Um, and I do think Toro played very well to like Mandalorian in, in a comic sense. I thought they were pretty good. back Yeah. And forth well, buddy, it was kind of like comedy. a
0: buddy cop uh, episode, right?
2: Yes. Yes. Um, and then my my number one was that cliffhanger um, because it's mm. what everybody is talking about. Whether you loved the episode, hated the episode, or you were in between, the cliffhanger is like what everyone's talking about. People want to know who it is. People are speculating who it is. Yeah. People are like, oh, it could be Boba Fett because this noise, you you heard it when he was walking in Empire. And now oh you boy. hear it here. It's oh, like, boy. It just, people are taking a deep, deep, deep dive <sighs> into like who it could actually be.
0: Oh my gosh! Um, yeah, I heard the whole Bubba Fett thing, but again, I, I submit—you bring Bubba Fett into the action, then it really just ruins what Pedro Pascal has built for five episodes. So
2: mm-hmm. um,
0: it can't be him. It just—I—I I, I won't accept it. I will stop watching it after chapter eight. Um, so uh, Mike's was—he he had Tusken Raiders. He had the double cross, uh, and I think he had the oh, what the did he have? I forget I, I wrote his his down but we might have had the same thing oh the cantina the whole, gotcha. the, whole the cantina scene uh, I like the repair droids I like the mm-hmm. boop, pooping them on the nose uh, brought me back to episode 1 that was cool and then I enjoyed that that's my line because that sort of saved the episode for me and again I sort of missed the cliffhanger on the first roll through that mm-hmm. might have been more exciting for me if I was paying a little bit more attention but I wasn't um, so on my second watch I'm going to be looking out for some Cool stuff there. All right, here's the question that Mike has submitted for That's My Line. In a battle, who you got, Baby Yoda or Baby Groot? Go.
2: Oh, I mean, without a (laughs) doubt, Baby Yoda. Force powers. Come on. Baby Groot can, you know, extend his limbs and impale people and flail them around. But, I mean, Baby Yoda can just, you know, rip you to shreds with his mind. (laughs)
0: Can baby with <laughs> his little tiny yeah.
2: hand, his little yeah. little three finger hand and you know, close his little eyes and just focus <laughs> and it's gonna be a million times so, more adorable than Baby Groot.
0: If he doesn't take Baby Groot out and Baby Yoda sleeps for six days, does baby Groot grow back in time to take him out in a revenge plot? <laughs>
2: <laughs> I mean I would pay to see that. Right. <laughs> I, I feel like there's got to be some kind of crossover potential here between <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy oh, and Star Wars a long oh, time ago funny. in a galaxy far, far away. Right, so right.
0: Exactly. we so, gotta yeah. we got
2: to pitch that idea. So I feel like we might be sitting on early retirement here.
0: Uh, absolutely. And I'm going to put that question out uh, on the, the Instagram, so make sure you comment your thoughts. Who you got? Baby Yoda or... Baby Groot. So I have some questions and predictions. Well, really no predictions, but I have gotcha. questions. And uh, you can throw questions back at me. Mm-hmm. And here's my first question. And I gave it to Mike. What is happening with our main storyline?
2: I I feel like it's uh I feel like it's a lot of filler. It reminds me just like kind of any like animated superhero TV show that I've yeah. watched where same characters just get themselves into a different predicament. Yep. Kind of resolves itself yep. with like hints of something else that could potentially follow yeah. them. Um, so I feel like everywhere Mandalorian's going he's leaving breadcrumbs at each planet, mm-hmm. each stop mm-hmm. and all those breadcrumbs are going to just, you know, follow okay. his trail and lead to him. But Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It seems like every episode's kind of a one-off. Yeah. Um and I am kind of disappointed if we don't get to see some characters again. There was a photo of, and this was on the internet, so it's not spoilers. Fair. um This months and months ago, from the, I think it was the 501st Legion, they actually used stormtroopers from there. Oh, that's cool. For the show. Yeah. um But in the picture was cara Dune. So I have a feeling we would right. potentially see her again, which yeah. I hope because they hyped her up a lot. Sure. Um, IG 11, I can live with him not coming back. Mm-hmm. I really thought he was going to be like the sidekick throughout the whole thing. Yeah. But that was before we knew about Baby Yoda, and I, Rather take Baby Yoda over IG Eleven. Good point. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Storyline wise, it's. It, I feel like they're going to put a you know some kind of tie in and weave all these episodes into one thing, and we yeah. can look back and be like, oh, that's why they did this, and that's why they did that. Right, but right, right. not too sure.
0: Yeah, that's yeah, and that's I have the same questions as. You know, we haven't seen the client in a while. We haven't seen grief in a while. You know, they, we have a lot of heavy hitters in this show, and we haven't seen them. Uh, in a in a little bit, but hey, the galaxy is far and wide, so they're somewhere out there, and we just got to figure out what's going on. Do you think Fennec is really dead?
2: Uh, yeah. Okay. I do. Or maybe it's you know she's not dead. This might be a little prediction. So maybe she's not dead. Person who is approaching her at the end of the episode finishes the job.
1: Mm.
2: Okay. In the okay. beginning of the next episode. Yeah. So we pick right up where we left off.
0: I mean, she, if, obviously, she's worth a lot of money, so why wouldn't anybody just bring her in right now while well, she's kind of inca- incapacitated, so to say? And then we sort of uh, harped on a little bit, but who is the person at the end?
2: So, uh, you know, initially, I was like, oh, it's got to be Giancarlo Esposito's right. character. Right, right. But um, thinking about it more, and in some of the promos, we've seen Bill Burr is going to be in the show. okay? And I think it's going to okay. be Bill Burr's character.
0: Okay, that's a good, bold prediction. love it. didn't even think about him. I always... If so much has happened and you just forget uh, that they 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 really teased a lot in the beginning uh, with this trailer and haven't we really haven't fleshed out all of the car- we got two characters left. Right. That we haven't seen right. at all. So that's actually a good point. Thank you. Always enjoy that little nugget of information. Uh, any any other tidbits, any other things you saw that you want to bring to the, to the listeners?
2: Uh, I mean, No. Yeah, no, and, and I I don't think, really I, I feel yeah. like we kinda covered it all. It was it was a pretty simplistic episode. Yeah. Very nostalgia filled, a lot of callbacks. Yep. Uh and then, you know, they they had that intentional cliffhanger ending to get everyone buzzed for the episode coming out, you know, this week.
0: Yeah. Well, this should
2: be I think this one's a Friday episode. This right? is a
0: Friday episode. We're eleven days away from the rise of Skywalker. So what's cool is that we're gonna get chapter six and chapter seven within mm-hmm. days of each other. Yep. Five days, which means we got to turn around a couple episodes <laughs> fast, right? There's gonna be we're gonna be a Monday, and then a thir- I'm, Well, I can't even do a Thursday. I'm going to see the movie. I'm going to see the movie right. Friday. We'll have to reconvene on Saturday. Saturday's a we're party. Soon. Oh God, this is gonna be what a what a. Oh, we're 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 into a trick right now. We're gonna have to figure out all the scheduling uh, <laughs> coming down the line. This is the worst. It's happening during Christmas. Oh my gosh, I'm just starting to think about this now. We'll cross that road when we have to. Oh, well, if there's nothing else, and honestly, I love the title. I love Gunslinger. I like how everything has a little uh, message to it. Gunslinger, sanctuary, sin, child, right? Every single one of those means something, so I appreciate that as a showrunner. And you know what else I appreciate that Mike mentioned? There's no preview to the next episode. Right. Right? We get nothing until the next episode airs, so I kind of like that in terms of, we don't get to predict based off of footage from next episode. We we only mm-hmm. have what we've seen so far, which is kind of cool. Kind of cool. So, hey, if there's nothing else, Damien, thank you so much. As always, uh, recording on 12 a.m. at uh, 10.36 p.m., by the way, 7.36 Pacific Time, if you're keeping, <laughs> keeping track of where I've been. Uh, but it's been a pleasure, as always. We appreciate that. And as we say at the end of each segment... We have have spoken. spoken. Very good. Very good, sir. Thank you, Damien.
2: Thank you, sir. Always a pleasure. All right.
0: Well, a big shout out to both Mike and Damien for providing their insight and thoughts into Chapter 5, The Gunslinger. Uh, Like we said before, it was not much of an episode to digest. It seemed to be a one-off. So we'll see what happens with Chapter 6 of The Mandalorian which debuts this Friday. I want to give a huge shout-out to We Podcast and We Know Things for graciously hosting this content on their feed to give this a little bit more exposure. Thanks, Greg and Sam, uh, for allowing me to do that. Greg and Sam usually gets a core episode of the last podcast, but I'm preparing a super epic podcast podcast of major, major coverage of Galaxy's Edge. So stay tuned for that. So thanks, Greg and Sam, for again graciously hosting We Have Spoken Chapter 5. And thank you to the listeners, new and returning, for checking out We Have Spoken Chapter 5. I really do appreciate uh, your thoughts and your feedback. So if you want to leave a rating and review, head on over to iTunes, do the thing, make it happen. You can send me a direct message on Instagram or send me uh, a message on Facebook if you still use that. So uh, I appreciate any and all feedback. Thank you so much. And uh, once again, shout out to Mike and Damien for providing, you know, precious time out of their day or evening to sort of come on this show and make it happen. So without further ado, uh, let's just make sure The Mandalorian is okay, and we'll check back with you next week.
1: you in warm, I can bring you in cold. That's my line.
0: MRC Tech presents. The Last Podcast, copyrighted 2019, available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Play. Music credits to Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com, licensed under the Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0 license. Music by ChillHop.com. Star Wars covers featured by Unicorn Studios and Pandemic on YouTube. This has been the last podcast. Visit the website www.mrctechllc.com for
2: more information.